0: oh uh, you know drag queens in portland love me
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is don't think twice
0: an unfiltered podcast where we trust our instincts
1: and learn that life is only as good as the company you keep this is like our first recording in a while. This has been
0: a long time. I know,
1: it's been a long hiatus. It's your fault. And it's totally my fault because I've been traveling a lot.
0: So welcome back. Thank
1: you. Um, it actually feels really good to be back. You know how sometimes when you get back to New York, you're like, oh, this shithole. Yeah. I mean, like, you, it, pretty much it, all 100% of the time when you're traveling, especially, like, like even like especially depending on how good of a time you had when you were away Mm -hmm. like the better of a time you had when you were away the
0: worse the harder it is to come back
1: the worst day you'll have though like it is it's it's like New York is like actively being like welcome home bitch and then it like spits in your face because like the the train breaks and like there's you know your your apartment is flooded and yep. like whatever it's like usually something like terrible happens when you come back from vacation like in New York or like you get a parking ticket or whatever yeah
0: I mean. that happened to me when I got back home. I, yeah I
1: remember that. <laughs> <Parking> <laughs> I was like ticket. welcome home yeah parking ticket um but no at this time I actually felt like huh
0: nice to be back nice yeah. to be home well you were gone let's see let's catch people a
1: weeks yeah so I was in Spain for a week And then I came back and then I was in New York for 36 hours, during which I worked a full day. And then I turned around and like woke up at six in the morning to get on a plane to go to Portland, which is where I was for the last, you know, or for last weekend. Um, And then, um, you know, it was was just a kind of a lot of a lot of time zones, a lot of whirlwind, a lot of airports. Um, Yeah. And so I was like super, super wrung out and exhausted uh, this week when I got back and I was like, I don't know what time it is. (laughs) I don't feel good. I got sick the last day that I was in Portland. And my sister thought that it was just because I had been traveling a lot and my body was just like too tired. But I was like, oh, it was like really, it was rough, rough. Um, But the travel was great. Good. Um and I and we, like I haven't had much of a chance to like catch you up on all the stuff. No, but,
0: um, so. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Yes. To hear. Okay.
1: So Spain. Is, should I start there?
0: You should start with Spain. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been so long since we talked. I also took a vacation in the ensuing weeks since we last spoke. Did you? Yeah, I was in Portugal. We haven't talked about that at all. Like Portugal trip. Oh
1: my god. Are you serious?
0: Right. But I want to hear about Spain. It's fresh on the mind. Oh, just that's got so back, funny. Like, we have Iberian ago. tales. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: so I've never been to Spain. Um, I have been to Portugal, but uh, uh, yeah, um, I've never been to Spain. And uh, it was a week long trip. and um,
0: With your mom, no uh, less. We're,
1: with just me and my mom. And we totally made it and it was fine. And, um, you know, like I think we had our moments of annoyance. We had like one, like it, actually our one really big fight was like like on or very early on <laughs> it was like on, and it was kind of nice you got it out of the system like had to happen yeah. and it's almost better for it to happen on day one than day seven because yeah. then it, like you don't have a sour taste in your mouth at the end um, And but my mom was deeply like she was, she, she was like deeply wounded and was like I will never forget this as long as but, but then, then my sister said that when she recapped the, the trip to her when, when she didn't, mention, didn't it. mention it at all so that's apparently she sign. did forget that's so that's sign. great um, so yeah so we only had one fight um, we, we went to uh, Madrid Seville and Barcelona mm-hmm. um, and all of which I loved and uh, uh, Madrid I felt like weirdly felt to me a lot like Rome which I went to for the first time last year Um. and it was like nice but like like fine, I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't, I didn't like fall in love with it, but it was like a cool. You place. You don't need to, to move there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not that that's the metric for a good city, uh, yeah. but sort of. Um, Seville, I loved. I loved. It was like.
0: What about it? Um,
1: I don't know. It's so. Um, it's kind of like the. It's a small world version of Spain. Like it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like it's like the cartoon version of what you imagine Spain mm-hmm. to be like. Or, like, me, like, naive non world traveler, yeah. imagine Spain to be like that's Seville. Like, they have, um, like, the architecture there. Seville is like a, um, um, uh, an Arab city, or was okay. it was originally an Arab city, so Moorish. Yeah, yeah. So they, um, they have a lot of that, like, mixed architecture of, like, the sort of, it's, it's actually really interesting, um, like, the history of, of, um, like the Arab and then they mm-hmm. had a Jewish community there. Mm-hmm. And then of course like all of this and then they had like the Christians and then this was all thrown into major flux with the um Inquisition. Yeah.
2: Catholic Church. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but th- th- it was actually very peaceable cohabitation prior to that. Right. And um and that's like reflected in all the like architecture. So Well anyway, that's like
0: the Iberian Peninsula in general.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess sort of a shared yeah. history across the board. But you really see it a lot visually in like the um <clears throat> like the palaces there there's like a a palace there that was actually inhabited by a christian king but he used all this like sort of arab it looks exactly like a Mughal palace from india Mm. um like the arches and the and stuff but he made it out of instead of out of stone as it would be in india he made it out of plaster because it as a as a nod to the christian idea that like man's workings are imperfect (laughs) and will crumble basically um So didn't, wasn't even striving for permanence. So I thought that was interesting. Anyway, so Mm. it's it's beautiful. And then Seville is also like, that's where like flamenco comes from. And you kind of imagine that to be like, like that's Spain, you know, and it's it's not really, but like, but like to an American, like it's very classically Spanish and it's super duper hot there. And even though in October, like
0: in Seville, particularly, yeah,
1: yeah, in particularly. Uh. And so it was like 80 degrees plus there. Very, very hot. Um, and apparently, it's almost unbearable there in the summer. <laughs> um, but then the other other two cities were pretty temperate, like six, in the sixties, like yeah. uh, you know.
0: Um, but Seville's Barcelona, not on the water, is it? It,
1: it? it it um yeah it is oh yeah it's on the it's, sh- like, it's coastline like on the, um <laughs> <laughs> don't test my geography <laughs> so Madrid is in the middle, Seville is like in the bottom left hand, so southwest corner. Okay, and, and then, then Barcelona Ma- Barcelona is in the northeast corner. Okay. Of this okay. Country. So, um, but yeah, I think Seville has like. <laughs> no, it has a river. Okay. It has a river for sure. I don't sure. Think it's a, I it's, mean, Maybe it's not coastal. Anyway, oh my God, I'm, I, so don't, don't make me show my ass like this. Okay. So, <laughs> <That's> uh, <it. laughs> but because we were on a boat in Seville, but we were on a boat in a river.
0: You, not on? S- the you ocean. slept in a boat?
1: No, 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 no. We were on a boat. We took a boat ride. Anyway, the okay. point is. <laughs> uh it was really beautiful there um but barcelona was the place no it's not
0: on the coast let's just clear this up okay it is not on the coast it is on a river yes
1: it's on a river i mean i know i was on some body (laughs) of water
0: (laughs) um i'm trying to look for the river name but
1: well there was this tower there where they said like when people were sailing back from the new world it was a place where they stored like it was a repository for the gold that was brought back from the new world Hmm. um so that was interesting anyway so uh but Barcelona was the place where like I felt
2: like
1: I could, yeah well yeah I feel like I could totally move there and I also felt like we were th- like the other two places we were there for like two day two and a half days each and it was kind of like okay like got kind of the the basic picture of course there's like plenty more to see that we right. didn't see both of those places but I felt like okay I kind of have like a handle on what this place is Barcelona I left feeling like I didn't have a handle on what it was at all like we did we did like a a sort of a sightseeing tour kind of thing to just kind of get the lay of the land and it was like oh my god there's so much stuff here there's so much yeah. to see there's so much to do like you could i could be there for weeks and feel like i didn't like really scratch the surface so um so we have to go back to spain and we have to go back and party a little bit because of course like that was something <laughs> that i didn't really par- mm-hmm. partake yeah. in um yeah. given the nature of the trip but um Next time. Next time. And, uh, and like, I think I told you this about my mom. kept being like, has Andrew been to Seville before? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. She's like, because I think he would really like it here. <laughs> and one of the things that she specifically uh, was, was talking about, she said that a number of times, but in Seville, like, we came upon just, like, in a square. Like, people were just... Dancing and it wasn't really flamenco. It, was if, it looked to me more like salsa yeah. type music. Just like music was just on and people were just joining in because yeah. I guess that's like a thing that happens. And it was like so amazing and just the most joyful thing to see—just people like dancing, dancing in, out in public in the street. Like, yeah. you, I guess you don't really see that that much, like ever. <sighs> Not whether, as much as
0: you should. No. Yeah.
1: And um. And my mom was like, "If you were here with like your friends, if you like, if it was like you and Andrew on this trip, would you guys just?" Like join in on the dancing, because <laughs> um, that's what she—that's like her dream—is like to to be one of those people to oh. not have an. an is she not setup. that kind? She's not. Um, but uh, but that's her hope for us as people that I we would, would be, be dancing. That we would go in and just like start dancing, because like, it was like that. It was like people. Well, we have to travel back
0: to Spain and live that live that for her.
1: Yes, yes. Send yes. her a video. So of us. <laughs> that nothing would make her happier. So that's on the to do list now. Um, but yeah, it was great. And, uh, our, we had a, uh, a friend who, um, who was on the podcast, Jason, mm-hmm. who, um, went on a, a long trip, spent a considerable amount of time in Spain. His review when he came back, among many other things, was that Spanish men are like really beautiful. And is that true? And I can corroborate <laughs> that this is, this is accurate. They're just like, everywhere. these like swarthy, beautiful, dark haired, like gorgeous men everywhere. Just everywhere. That ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, landscape is good. <laughs> Weather is good. You Eye know, I candy. It's great. Um... So that's Spain in a nutshell. Nice. I'm sure I'll think of something. Nice. Other um, tell me about a little bit about well, Portugal. Well,
0: I have similar things to say about Portugal. It's just a beautiful country with beautiful weather and beautiful people. Very nice people. And good food. Yeah, we spent ten days really there. Like
1: real tapas, like what it's actually like,
0: is so in fucking Spain? great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you know, tapas is kind of bullshit in yeah. America. Oh,
0: it's total bullshit, and it's like way it's way too expensive. Price, but like
1: in Spain, you can literally it's like three dollars per or whatever glass yours. of wine, and
0: you get things for free. No, that's uh-huh. like
1: not like Italy, but like it's like $3 per like tapas thing.
0: Oh, nice. So you just get, and you it's could, like real, it's like good food.
1: It's good food. So you could like easily assemble like a totally great meal for like $15. Uh, yeah.
0: With, Where in America Iran. you order like one tapas and, and it's, it's like 50, toast it's like, with like some peas on yes, it for $15. Yes.
1: And, then, and then it'll always be like one piece of toast for yeah, two people. Yeah. And you're like, what is
0: this shit? And then the, you're like, you ask the server, you're like with three people and you're like, Can, is this going to be enough food? And they're like, uh-huh. You need to order like twice as much.
1: Yes, <laughs> six items per person <laughs> yeah. is our recommendation.
0: So anyway, so anyway Portugal. Uh, Portugal. We spent ten days there. Uh, we flew into Lisbon, but we we immediately took a train up to Porto, which is in the northern part of the country. We spent two or three days there, checked out the wine, checked out the city. It's a beautiful city. I think it was of the places we went in Portugal. It was Jed's favorite. Mm. Um, uh, I might have sitter. to. I might have to agree. T- I mean, I love Lisbon, but. Porto was beautiful. It's had, it's in the past five years, it's had a huge influx in, in tourism um, because it's, it's been named in all these places. It's such like a under the radar, under the place. radar, beautiful little European town with a lot of good flavors and authenticity. So we'll see what happens in the next five years. But for now, it's like a beautiful size, beautiful, you know, little homes and, and, uh, it's one of those cities it's kind of like a city in america that is in the rust belt although oh, it's like yeah. maybe what will happen in a, what we hope happens in a few years to yeah. places like detroit or cleveland or something um i mean we're fans like yeah you know it was Buffalo an, even yes
1: was awesome when we went there
0: so it's a, it was a industrial region that that then in the middle of the 20th century much like america people moved out of the downtown s- center so the suburbs of porto became the places to be porto became kind of a slum people started moving in again so it's like basically you're seeing ha- things happening in europe the same, same that are way. happening in america oh, that's so, so interesting yeah so there's a lot of not new construction but a lot of renovated things happening there's still a lot of like Pseudo abandoned places or places that have clearly been occupied the entire, you know, always and they're sort of a mm-hmm. little shabby around, the but it's a lot of charm. So we spent a few days there. Then we went to Lisbon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing much of important in Lisbon except it's a beautiful city with a lot of hills to climb, a lot of alleys to like check out. The
1: alleys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've like... been there
0: a couple times. No, just once. Oh, just, just once. once. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Um, for three or four days and then we went south to um a town called lagos in the algarve which is the beach area with um if you ever looked it up it's beautiful cliffs into these beaches and these like rock formations we had a great time the whole time the food was good although you know day like seven of like fresh fish that's just like grilled with some potatoes on the side uh, you know yeah i Eh. mean
2: that's
1: sort of just the cuisine of portugal yeah. though <laughs> that yeah
0: i mean good. It's, it's good, yeah. good. It's, it's just like good yeah. um yeah so we had a great time the
1: no but like you had a great time uh-huh but what i was gonna say is didn't you have a little difficulty in the well
0: transit uh, yeah situation? okay okay so we had a great time before the trip jed asked me specifically because it's best to see the southern part of the country in a car Um, he said are you comfortable driving in Europe and I said yes so fast forward to um, our stay in Lisbon where we the last day we were there we rented a car to drive down the morning to drive to Lagos to spend three days the easiest way was to rent a car out of the airport so we make our way back to the airport which is very easy and we go to the rental car agency and we get our car we make our way to the this tiny parking garage because in Europe everything is compact. <laughs> we get our car, uh, this tiny little Fiat, which is very cute. I get in the driver's seat, and I knew the entire time because Jed had told me it's an automatic manual transmission. And I was like, "Yeah, I can drive. Like, I'm I can drive manual. Man. Yeah, I can drive manual. Yeah." So we, <laughs> we get into the car, uh, and. It's in that moment that I realize the gravity of what's (laughs) accepted this mission, which is that in a country that I don't know the language, I can't really read the road signs. Luckily they do drive on the same side of the road as we do.
1: Oh my God, thank God.
0: Uh, I realized that I haven't driven a stick shift in like a good decade. (laughs) And that we are driving in Lisbon, which is a town known for its hills. Um,
2: oh, shit.
1: And
0: that, no, I hadn't even considered yeah. that
1: aspect of it.
0: And that these are tiny roads built hundreds of years ago. So all of this runs through my head. I turn on the car. There is a, a rental guy waiting. It's a, it's a very busy airport rental agency. He's waiting for me to pull out of my parking spot so that he can pull a car into the parking spot. Oh no! I turn it on. I immediately stall. Once I stall for the first time, I freak out. And when I say I freak out, I mean I start shaking. My left leg starts shaking so much I can't even like oh, put, no. get my, put my foot see. down on the clutch. <laughs> I turn to Jed and I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And like, this is the first time that it's dawning on. I mean, he, I haven't said anything. He just assumes I can drive. Well, right, because
1: you've also told him that you can. Yes. So.
0: <laughs> and he just looks at me. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. So I try. I stall two more times, and by this point, I've stalled three times. It's getting out of the parking, the parking. Getting out of the parking space. The guy is just like waiting for me, and looking at me like, do I need to help him? Oh no! Get out, and then, and we're three floors up in this parking deck. So then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of this parking spot, and then I'm somehow supposed to like inch my way out of this parking deck into airport traffic, up and down some hills, onto the highway, and drive for three hours. I, I was supposed to do all of this. So, I creep out of the parking spot, in like, I barely get the car moving, and then I just coast all the way down oh, amazing. for three, okay. five that's,
2: that's definitely <laughs> I'm just the like way to in neutral, yep,
0: yep. And, and terrified that I'm gonna kill myself, I'm gonna kill Jed i've we're, we're in this like i'm we're in this metal can that i can barely drive and we're gonna die mm-hmm. we're gonna die because i had the hubris <laughs> I to to ever think that i could drive stick shift after 10 years in portugal in portugal
2: mm-hmm.
0: we get out of the parking garage i think i think i can do this i can do this Fortunately, we we're very close to the highway. Once we get on the highway, I'm confident that I can right. can drive. Because right. once you get the car into like fifth gear, like it just you, yeah, it's you coast. Just, it's coast
2: again.
0: I did tell Jed like we're not. It's a three hour drive. We're not stopping to pee or for gas. So like figure do it what out. You need to do. <laughs> we're not stopping. <laughs> the but we get out of the parking garage and then I realize that there are There's no such thing as a four way stop. It's all traffic circles. So then I start to freak out. I don't know, like, how do I get in and out of the traffic circle if I have to like downshift? And what if I what if I stall? Which I did. I stalled like in the five fucking rotary? times. Oh my God. Yeah. The entire time Jed was so nice. He's like, he's like, you're fine. We're fine. We're fine. No one's. We're we're still here. We're good. Just breathe. And
1: I think this is really nice because <laughs> basically it was like a moment of of like you know adversity and mild yeah. adversity but that's kind of nice in a relationship It's like a vulnerable
0: like, moment yeah because i told him i was like i'm freaking out right now and later he's like i've never seen you freak out this is the first time i've ever seen you freak out and i was freaking out and it's and,
1: rare that you will have a full-scale like yeah perceptible freak out and
0: as you can attest yeah. being someone who is who i've driven with
1: Considerable amount of time. Yeah.
0: Um, I also need my directions delivered to me in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a learning curve. There's and there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have cell phone service, so we didn't have maps. So we're trying to use a paper map. So we go through the first traffic circle, and Jed has me get off, heading the wrong direction, mm-hmm. back into Lisbon. And at that moment, I looked at him as like. I'm sorry we're gonna take the car back we're taking the car back right now and he's very sweet and he's like okay we can do that we can do that we just but we still have to turn around like we can't just I just wanted to like park like, the car and on get the side out of the road and then just like screening. walk <laughs> 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 yeah so he turned us around and I said okay I'm willing to we're, we're approaching the traffic circle again and I <laughs> it's, this is just so pathetic I mean you're like, if I to make see it the through situation this
1: circle then then we're good yes yeah. i said
0: Jed. if you can get me through this circle i'm willing to try to get to lagos so we did we get on the interstate we didn't stop until we got to lagos
2: and it all worked out
0: it all worked out i parked the car behind our our airbnb and promptly refused to move it until we the whole plan was that to have the car, you could go to all these little beach towns oh. up and down the coast.
1: <laughs> You're like, nope, not happening.
0: <laughs> so Jed's like, back yeah, we get out, we, get we out. take our stuff into the room, and Jed's like, oh great, well, so there's this really great place that's supposed to have a really good sunset. It's just like maybe 15 minutes down the road, and I was like, nope. Sorry, nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can hitchhike, or we can just sit in this r- room right here, get some room service. I was like, I'm not moving that Relax. car.
0: He did convince me. I did move the car a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Stalled like all over Portugal. It's fine. You did um, it. I did it, and I got it. Even got it back into the airport, up, up into that parking garage again. So everything was fine. But word to the wise: if you think you can drive stick shift, just be sure that you can actually drive stick shift <laughs> be, before you're in a foreign More confident <laughs> than you than you need to be. Overshoot your
1: confidence. Yeah,
0: it was. It was. Um, it was a little bit traumatic.
1: Um, and we have this little light, like a little beacon that she's brought along with her um, in order to make it seem like we're more legit, which in fact is like a little bit creepy. It, so it's a, it's a light that looks like a cat. Okay. That lights up. And I'm like,
0: just, I'm, I'm catching up slowly. There are two adults. Two adults. No home, like not attached to a building. No. Just on a park bench. And
1: also the candy is in like a, a cardboard box.
0: So there's a cardboard. There's cor- a cardboard yeah.
1: box sitting between us. And then liz has brought this little like light up cat
0: okay in order to to, entice the kids
1: to like draw in the children so (laughs) we're sitting there with like wine on our breaths drinking red wine out of coffee Coffee mugs from my kitchen (laughs) so like really the setup couldn't be creepier yeah um and we're and we, we were trying to like make people make people aware that we had candy so we're like
0: Candy. We have candy. Anybody want candy? Hi, little girl. Yeah. Hi, princess. You want some candy? So
1: that was happening. Come and get
0: some candy.
1: We <laughs> wish I had tried out that voice. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was like a, The setup was mildly creepy, but it was actually very successful. And, and we had that thing where at first it was like, oh, we're never able to hand out 500 pieces. Yeah. And then at the end, we're like, we like ran out. It's great. And left because we actually ran out of candy. And I have to say... Um, my, my views on Halloween as a holiday have not changed. I still think it's dumb, Mm -hmm. but this was really, it was actually really fun. And, um, and the kids were very cute and there were a ton of them. Um, and I mean, some of the kids were, were cuter than others. Uh, (laughs) there was one kid who came up and he had, he had like, instead of a bag, he had like a backpack and he was little, probably like Five or six years old, yeah. Like a back a backpack that was unzipped and on his front, okay. And then it was just open, and then he just like walked up to us silently and just stood there and just waited and to just be waited for us to deposit candy in the in the bag. And his mom is like kind of behind him, being like,
2: "Say trick or treat," <laughs> <laughs> would be weird,
1: <laughs> but like he was hilarious. <laughs> we loved him. And then um maybe the word for the worst is like this. um it's like a little group of, of probably like eight-year-old girls mm-hmm. that seemed to be unaccompanied by adults. Um, <clears throat> and one of them comes up to us, walks up to me, looks at me straight in my eyes, and she mm-hmm. goes, trick-or-treat, pause, or go straight to hell.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, and I was, at this point, I had already put a piece of candy in her bag, but I was like, <gasps> <laughs> i was like well i didn't even know what to say that's
0: inappropriate yeah i
1: wanted to be like well fuck you (laughs) but then she's also eight so i was like i was like oh and then her friend like she's like looks at me and she goes well she's she's the devil what do you expect and she was like dressed as like a devil or something like that and i was like oh god go like go away you nasty little precocious park slope children no 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 um so that happened that was that was the weirdest but generally everybody was real really cute Um, And I really appreciated, like, there were were these two moms that came by with their kid who was, like, way too young to, like, walk or have any, like, sense of what Halloween even was. Yeah. But they just had, like, a candy, like, thing, Mm -hmm. like, bag, like, hanging off the side of the stroller. And I was like, I see you, girl. It's good.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You get yours. Yeah.
1: I see what you're doing and I would do the same. (laughs) So, like, it's all good. I mean, he's way too young to eat candy, but, you know. Um, So that was Halloween. Yeah, so. I have a treat. Yes. For
0: us. So we have a, a, a guest coming uh, a little later on. Yes. Uh, but before we do that.
1: Yes, we have a little treat, and I'm not sure how much our guests would be interested in this, so th- otherwise I would maybe save it. But I think this yeah. is a sort of a, a specific um, thing, mm-hmm. which is that um, I would travel a little bit in Europe, as we talked about, and. Uh, while well, I was there, but always interested in trying out local potato chip flavors, It's kind of a weird thing, but you know how they really have like like specific yeah. things, like in Mexico they have or candy bars flavored Lay's, which are oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. They're basically just lime potato chips, right. which are I mean they're delicious. Um, so in Spain, my mom and I discovered a flavor that we loved.
0: So okay. this is the one that I've tried. So I haven't seen any of these. I'm excited yeah, to this see. This is a
1: reveal. This is like a real reveal. <laughs> so so I got a few. So I got I got one that we ate uh, a lot of while we were there. And then I got some that I haven't tried yet. So we're going to do a little taste test and see Great. what they're like. So two of them are, are from Spain. And then two of them are actually from the airport in London. And um, lo- like British chip flavors are like so nasty. That I'm really <laughs> hard time picking out what I thought were going to be the two nastiest. So, okay. okay, so here's, here's the... Start um, with the Spanish? Yes, the Spanish. So um, the one that we really liked was
0: mm-hmm. this one. Okay, so this is receta cam- campesina.
1: Yes, Re- receta campesina, which means uh, farm recipe. And I actually Googled it to see what that, what it meant because I didn't know. And I also, like, what's well, mm-hmm. a farm I'm recipe? I'm going to open
0: this while you're talking. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a scissors. Yeah. So, um it turns out that it's it's an unidentified flavor mix because otherwise they would just say what it is right so it's a farm it's supposed to be like a rustic recipe farm recipe um that has onions and tomatoes so try one
0: of those okay this is this is good
1: it's pretty good right it has kind of a this is
0: like like a it's like a light barbecue
1: it's a light barbecue, and I'm not a big barbecue chips person, but we got really into this, and
0: I'm um, gonna have another one. We
1: quite a lot of those, um, and those, this is a flavor that you can that is only available in the country of Spain, according to according to the internet.
0: Nice. You can't
1: buy it anywhere else. Mm. Now this one, I don't know if this is Spain specific, but it seems like it is. Um, this is a ruffles. Okay. Um, and it, it has a like bloody ham hock printed on the front. It does. So
0: it's ham flavored. Okay. Open (laughs) this puppy up. Ham flavored chips. Mm -hmm. Ruffles, and this one I have not tasted. Oh, you okay? This is new for you too.
1: Oh, it doesn't have any appearance
0: as though it has flavoring on it. Yeah, it seems. Oh, Oh, it smells like it does though. (laughs) 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 Woo! That that smells funky. Oh, it smells like like.
2: It
1: doesn't smell like ham. It smells like um. like um, prosciutto
0: or something, mm-hmm. like cured meat. Like. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about.
1: <laughs> I'm, I I think I'm sure how I feel
0: about this, but it's not great. I don't know. I'm gonna. I love ruffles. Mhm.
1: Mm. Ruffled chips
0: are. I have to be honest with you though. Definitely better. They have more I love like, potato chips. So the more you eat them then you're like this is great uh, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I mean it's fine it's fine it's 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 definitely it has more of an aroma of ham than
0: a yes. taste of ham yes I agree with that
1: it's aromatic it's very <laughs> aromatic oh my god
0: <laughs> it's
1: so funny okay so this one All right. I'm not, again, I'm not sure if
0: you can get it elsewhere. The farm recipe. Sabor a jamón.
1: Yeah, the receta campesina. You can definitely only get in Spain. Delicious. Okay, now here's
0: right. the British ones. All right, I'm I'm excited Brace about yourself. this.
1: Brace yourself. Yeah. Brace
0: yourself. Okay, so I got two. I gotta um, I gotta take a sip of water to cleanse, cleanse my palate. palate. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So here's the first one.
0: what is this I don't even know fresh taste oh oh, here is well Worcestershire sauce I love Worcestershire sauce
1: actually could you explain to me what Worcestershire sauce to my understanding isn't it just Worcestershire sauce that's how that's
0: how you that's how it's pronounced Worcestershire that's mean that's
1: oh that's how you spell Worcestershire it doesn't have like shire at the end
0: I don't think so oh maybe it does
1: Anyway, this is this is a certain type of sauce. W o r c e s t e r.
0: I think it's yeah Worcestershire sauce. I.
1: What is it a flavoring for? What <clears throat> what would I find it in American cuisine? You
0: would use it in. You could use it in stews. You can use it with meats. I think we're, real Worcestershire sauce has a bunch of uh, combination of ingredients, including some sort of vinegar and potentially fish. Um, it's fitch. like tartar sauce fish oh. not fish sauce what is it called anchovy mm. but you'd have to check mine like caesar mine.
1: salad dressing okay anyway so let's let's take well a it's not minutes. caesar salad dressing oh my bro. god it smells a lot like vinegar
0: mm. oh, oh this, you like this smells this smells oh, good
1: god i think it smells nerdy.
0: oh this this smells like my childhood my dad loved worcestershire sauce so everything we had For good or for bad, had Worcestershire sauce in it.
1: I'm glad I selected this one. Oh, this
0: smells so good. (laughs) It's very vinegary. It's like salt and vinegar chip, but with Worcestershire overlay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like, mmm.
1: Top top notes. (laughs) Oh yeah, this smells really bad to me. I'll
0: let you take a first taste.
1: All right. Well, I'm not a huge salt and vinegar chips person, so. Oh, you're not. -mm. Oh my god.
0: No, she's like cringing.
1: You love them, don't you?
0: These are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) These are oh, these like these like tone down the vinegar of the salt and vinegar chip, and then turn up the like umami.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You gave me a look because you knew I wasn't gonna
2: like that.
0: (laughs) Mmm. No, this is delicious. This this tastes like a meal. It's complex.
1: We're having like a Willy Wonka thing where it's like that thing where you chew it and it's like the
0: snozzberry.
1: Is that what they are? The snozzberries that, that um.
0: Oh. Oh. Try it again. Mm.
1: Okay. You know what, what I'm talking about, where they chew it and it's like, it, like it's like a whole meal and it tastes like a roast and then yes. it tastes like a.
0: Yeah. This tastes like you know when you have a French dip sandwich. You know, like the you au jus. do the au jus. and then it gets on the French fries and so it marinates in the french fries a little bit
1: you know actually the more you're, you're like talking me up on this the better it is but it's not something that I so to it choose.
0: tastes like it tastes like you had vinegary au jus sauce that then the french fries soaked in but then you made it crispy
1: wow you're really rhapsodizing on these mm. chips i'm so glad That's you good. okay
0: so if you're in england i suggest worcestershire sauce chips Mm-hmm. I'll be coming back to those.
1: Okay. All right. lay well, ladies aside, mm. we only have one left. Um, this one, I think, is on the face of it. Sounds the grossest to me. Okay. But I'm going to keep an open mind towards the taste. It's bright pink, the bag.
0: It is. And right, um, can
1: you read for us the flavor there?
0: Prawn cocktail. Prawn this looks disgusting.
1: Prawn cocktail. Prawn cocktail.
0: Oh, God oh so in the back it says we're pitting our classic british flavors against top flavors from around the world to find out which are the best it's up to you to decide
1: now is prawn cocktail a classic british flavor i mean i guess so right
0: yeah because out here it says prawn cocktail versus paprika that's the contest that's going on oh all right let's open this all right let's see what we think this this seems to me like it's just going to be disgusting yeah
1: um, I mean, I wouldn't want shrimp cocktail-flavored mm. chips, you know, no matter if they're called prawns or shrimps or whatever, okay. All right, oh my god. It really smells like shrimp, not in a good oh, way. Oh, oh, <laughs> disgusting. oh, you know what
0: this, okay. Oh, god, this is the kind of smell that I don't wanna smell again, but I keep coming back to it. <laughs> it's mm, a
1: complexly it's like, disgusting
2: smell.
0: <laughs> this kind of smells like, so when I was Oh, eight, oh yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's so gross. So, I uh, know, let me smell it again, I'm addicted. <laughs> So when I was like eight or nine, my family went to, we went to, we took a vacation in Louisiana and um, part of it, we were in the bayou with this fisherman and he took us out to meet this family who lived out in the, in the swamp, like on stilts in a house and they ate from the swamp, they lived by the swamp and <laughs> the snack, I'm <laughs> eight years I'm old,
3: Sounds like a really middle of vacation. the
0: afternoon, it was a great vacation, middle of the afternoon and we meet this family and they were being very hospitable and so they offered us a snack of dried shrimp and when they meant that, they meant they had caught the shrimp in the bayou and just set it on the picnic table all day long. Oh. And just like let the sun and this is what this I smells know like. That you could do it that smells with like dead. Doesn't
1: seafood go Rotten? Yes. So it smells like rotten seafood is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta smell this one more time. Oh my god, that's so nasty. Okay, alright, I'm gonna try it. Oh I'm scared.
0: Okay, yeah, this is gonna be a Okay.
1: Alright. Okay, let's do it. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I regret These are delicious
3: <laughs> Oh my god this is the biggest
2: surprise
0: This is like this what, is, What's that fruit that smells like poop <laughs> durian. <laughs> durian
1: This,
0: this is, is durian like the durian of chips
1: Oh my god it smells Like you can't even bring your face to it without Gagging a little bit
0: It tastes like, like it cheese tastes,
1: It tastes delicious It's like a little bit sweet
0: Yes a little bit sweet whoa this is delicious Mm -hmm. i think we've discovered something the british make great chips
1: chips who knew and you know what the biggest irony of all this is that like i was like making fun of british people for being having gross have another cuisine when i bought these i was like actually uh, what what happened was that i was like making fun of british british culture um, (laughs) as i picked these out And then, I got, and then I got, like, a dose of instant karma when I got up to the um, cash register and tried to pay. Like, it was, like, a self-checkout thing. Yeah. And then it was, like, it wouldn't work. And then it was, like, and it drew an enormous amount of attention to me. And, like, and like the, the cashier had to, like, come over and, like, assist me buy these two bags of, like, gross-flavored potato chips. It was yep. very embarrassing. It was kind of like that in that Woody Allen movie where he, like, is checking out and he's, like, buying, like, condoms or something. I forget mm-hmm. what he's buying. And then they were, like... He's trying to be all like covert and about price it. price like, check. Price <laughs> check on that. Yeah, it was it was that moment, except with prawn cocktail flavored chips, which
0: turned back out to be delicious. Of the year
1: are, are delicious.
0: So, bottom line, what have we discovered? That the English make great chips, and that yeah. next time you're there, take a chance. <laughs>
1: Okay, so wait, no, I wanna, I wanna start. Okay. I wanna start before we even talk about who we're talking to. Okay. By asking you about how was the orgasm forum?
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Sorry. How was the orgasm was it, forum?
3: The orgasm uh, you don't even know what we're talking about.
0: No, you, but okay. how was the orgasm you forum? To it, like, oh, I did see. And, and then the
3: woman who runs it was like, no boys, and I said, no gay okay, boys. <laughs> and she, she I said even no what do you mean? <laughs> She's like no. no and I had to retract it. <gasps> oh no. And I disinvited Andrew totally and Josh. Did and you Jason, did you
1: write an uh, explanation? I had to write a
3: guys, I'm sorry. It's girls only. Safe space. It was safe a good it, it
0: was a good your retraction was beautiful.
3: Yeah, it was a lovely, very delicately like, I was worded. Like, I love you guys yeah. so much. And
1: your orgasm is very
0: important your too. I was very important too. I was glad to get the the invite just to see what it was.
3: She is so my so I met this girl right. So, to, to, what is telling? Do you know? Do you remember Melina from Future of Of storytelling? course, I
0: love Melina.
3: Melina's been staying in my apartment the last two weeks and running she's, the founder's lab. And she's, she's great, she's becoming a big part of preview now. We've talked really, she's thing remotely. Ooh. She lives in Mexico City, mm-hmm. she's remotely going to be managing, she's amazing. And she runs sex workshops, and she might have like a sex show, like a sex call in show, even though she's not a professional, but she just knows about like orgasms and women's pleasure, and she studied up on it. And she like to break new ground. Really in an run. amateur study? <laughs> in amateur Don't study. we
0: all study <laughs> <laughs> don't we all <laughs> study I know, I was like, how oh, is this different than all of
3: my life's work. How is this different? i this reading books that nobody knew? Do you know Erica Chong's Fear of Flying? Of course. Thank you. They were like, what? you know a I actually. Nin? It's it
0: sounds like you're the one who nice needs to have a sex talk. Nice nin is a is feminist classic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nobody yeah. knew classic what she was. Linear. No, I actually Amy have and Jaguar. Like that's a movie you guys know. See,
0: it sounds like you're, you need to be the one. Who's, I know.
1: I <laughs> so I can't find it right now, but I actually own *Fear of Flying* because I went to a beach house, mm-hmm. and they had a copy of it, and it was kind of one of those like take a take a book, leave a book things. And I was like, oh, this is like a this is like a feminist classic. I should probably yeah, know what this book is. And like I had heard the term the Zipless Fuck, which is like yes. a famous. Famous thing from there. Yes. Um, and uh, and so I like read. I mean, I, it wasn't a book that I felt like I, I, like, I don't know. I didn't, like, love it, but I felt like it was an important was, book to it read. It was a
3: good one to read. Yeah. It, was a, it fortifies your fantasies and makes you feel comfortable about them. I do think she stole stuff from a nice thing, which made me think about her in the first place, because mm-hmm. of all those... Nice and is a whole story about on a train and so does Erica Jong. That's what the simplest fuck is. It's like just an un- stranger on a train stranger okay. on a train. Okay. It's a, basically
1: no um like no consequences, not no like not knowing the person's name, not like whatever. Right. It's like an idea, but it's a fantasy, it's an idealized version of like a sexual encounter that um,
0: And these are pivotal like Feminist? Yeah, they're feminist yeah. Because, sexual the issue,
3: I think the reason why the boys weren't allowed is that the point of it was... The women, orgasm forum. Yeah, the orgasm forum. 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 Is forum. that women don't really get a chance to know about their own sexualities. That's all. Their own sexuality. They yeah. just don't get a chance to understand or know anything about it. Right. So, you know, it's just opening up and opening up the conversation in a very safe way. So we all went around my apartment. My apartment turned out to be a really nice little conclain, Cozy. Co- How many people came? It was came? only like four or five people. Okay. It's, like, Sam's current Brazilian girlfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, an artist who has a toddler who who doesn't identify with any gender at all, but she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and two event people, because Melina just did the You Are So Lucky part immediately after working for me, and then she brought a bunch of these girls over to my house. And we all, ta- we all went around the circle, and we all talked about our sexual feelings, like how we first like figured out masturbation or what our mm-hmm. thoughts were about our bodies or ourselves, and then we all stretched and <laughs> Okay. We yeah. all stretched not just our vaginas, <laughs> but our whole body. Yeah. 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 and then um and then we did this cool thing where if something that somebody said touched us or like made us think, mm-hmm. we would grab each other's ankles and we ended up in a crazy twister situation. Around the like, and then it was like if somebody, buddy, else said something else that made you rethink something about them, like touch their back, and so we were all twistering up in my kitchen, <laughs> which I thought was very fun, like just totally what happened.
1: And then so did you? Did you know any of these people that attended I didn't before? didn't Really know any okay. of
3: them? And you felt like it was, it was like easy talking
1: about this in front of strangers. Or? Yeah, I mean,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate of talking about sexuality amongst yeah. whomever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, no, I've, I've, I don't. For you, it's not a problem. I think it's a fun topic of conversation that should be discussed. So I was very, sh- I was very sherry and it was my house. So I was, you know, yeah, like, yeah. this is my territory, is, you know, but I think it was, I think it was very comfortable and we didn't get too nitty gritty with it. I have a, remember that vagina I used to have on my desk? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> no, oh, actually I, I wish I did. I, I really had, wish I did. I had my old boss gave me like a model of a vagina
0: that, that seems terribly desk. inappropriate.
3: No, but it was really good. <laughs> that sounds One like, a, that like it's, a like, a like OSHA 1960s model of a vagina. That's a, that's a yellow plasticky sort of thing. Like from a doctor's office. Yeah, kind from of a doctor's thing. office. That's missing the clitoris. like oh, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that was the first thing we all pointed out. Of course, it's missing the clitoris. <laughs> and then I brought out my vibrator for the table, so people could just so it could just be you know a centerpiece just a centerpiece and mm-hmm. as I was talking about masturbation the women all handed me my vibrator and I was like I don't need this <laughs> like, like a, it was some sort of stick, stick. Yeah,
0: the
1: like the talking,
3: nobody it the talking stick nobody can share until you have the vibrator in your hand it should have been a talking stick that's a really good idea actually <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well, this sounds like a wild time. This <laughs> was, was last night. It was last ago? night. It was last very.
3: Night. It was very fun. So you're
0: just coming off the high. It
3: was. It was. <laughs> it was. You know. It was a nice sharing moment of time about women's bodies. I learned one of the women was pregnant and just had a toddler. Mm-hmm. So she talked about what happens when you have sex and your boobs squirt milk when you're excited oh my god and she talked in really detail about all this stuff because (laughs) there was one woman it's like any questions for anyone based on their experience and all of us didn't have babies except for this woman and we had a lot of like
1: tell us every yeah well it's
3: very confused I mean you know it sounds like completely sci-fi just if you don't Right? Yeah. I'm gesturing. Nightmarish. It sounds nightmarish,
1: I think. It does. Well, I'm I'm like like, a child and I can't. I
0: think it's amazing. And you always think it's like. Yeah. Like Andrew
1: was very much like, oh, pregnancy, the miracle of life. And I'm like. Well, the
3: things that your body goes through. It's so freaky and gross. You and know, weird. I'm sorry, and beautiful, and yeah. like, yay. Yeah, but she really wouldn't talk about her vagina too much about like the journey that it went on. That was what, that's what they what one of the girls really wanted to hear about, and she was just was Was the journey? And, she, yeah, and it wasn't. Was so she wasn't open open really that. wasn't getting into She's it. Like, She's like, guy. I'm not passing any more humans through my body. Was that was that was more the a statement.
2: Dramatic, uh, trip the it
3: was, you know, I think it's. She said that she was more <laughs> feminized because she doesn't identify with gender.
1: Our
0: wonderful, wonderful friend Nikki Frankel, hello, is here with us.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, are we gonna have to edit out your last name because we can? No, okay. Oh, look at that! Yeah, first one, first first time person. Um, so Nikki is a friend of ours, a uh, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, yes, yes, you are. Thank you. An entrepreneur, um, a producer, runs a her very
0: own her, successful company. Her
1: very own successful company. In addition to that. Also owns and operates a um, studio space, essentially. That's a fabrication studio. It's an event space. It
0: is. Look at a Preview events is (laughs) sort of the umbrella, right?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the space is Founders Lab, um, which is, again, mostly, I guess mostly has turned out to be like Fabrication Studio, but.
3: We've done some events, though, recently. We did a listening party thing that you guys, I should have, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I was doing so many projects. I just didn't <laughs> invite it. Like, you do make- feel sad No, but it looked really, it looked really good. We built out like an onboarding area and a whole listening sort of womb for this one performer, that and so it's been occupied the last three weeks in there. When well, like I was you told us about that this was going to yeah, happen, yes, I told you about it because yeah. it was happening I, during I the saw last the build. event that we there was worked some on. Sort yeah. Of... yeah, they built it out. So we've been doing events in there, so we haven't had the fabrication shop, but the shop's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, I like that. I think I always wanted to have a space. And now I have. You've always wanted to ever since I've I've known you. No, it's good, and we found it right by accident, and we just have to figure out what to do with it. It's disgusting right now. There's so many flies. (laughs) It's probably not a good advocate for like the space, but
1: you guys should. Everybody should come by and check
3: it out. It's
1: a really cool space. It is. It's like a you know. It's kind of like warehouse
3: vibe. Yes, totally. Um,
0: In Williamsburg. mm
3: -hmm. Yes, it's off of. It's near. It's like on the edges of Bushwick. So, but it is
1: like basically open during office hours. So it's like something that people could just come into. People wanted to stop by and visit us. Mm-hmm. you know and, and, and say and what's up
3: you know and you work if anybody yes. <laughs> <laughs> if any, just everybody come and co-work for free <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I'm talking more to myself because yes. I did that one time. I yeah. just was like, in it was the neighborhood, so. It was so
3: wonderful when you came by. Do my emails. It was really good when you came by. I encourage my friends to come by. It's now we've like because now we have an onboarding area in the front, so mm-hmm. now there's a big privacy wall in front of the bathroom. My office was a coat check though for the last three weeks, which made me very oh, bitter and angry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like what is my life? What is my life? Yeah. Why do I not have an I, see? Because I actually
1: envision you not not being kicked out of the office. But actually, just like working in like a forest between
0: the coats,
3: I would. I was very angsty about it. I was just. I stomped around a little bit. You're like, what am I, the president, or what? What what am I? Where is like? Am I not the owner of this company? (laughs) Where Where can I do anything? Guess like, are you guys enjoying my office slash coat check room? I think I said that. You
0: sound like such a nice host. I know. I was. I was really nice about it. No, for sure. (laughs) I was
3: very welcoming and grateful. Well, you know, we try to do projects that, you know, we built it out for them and then we kind of produced it from a technical standpoint. So Mm -hmm. it was a partnership situation. It wasn't just like they came in and rented the space. Um, you know. And is that like mostly
1: what the events are that you're doing there? Is like that's not just like rent like. the space, but it's like yeah.
3: we're gonna. Well, we try. Build we your... try renting the space, and it turns. I mean, renting a venue is the worst, right? You mm-hmm. know that. Like it's just. You well, know. that's how Nikki hard, and I know Amrita. of other. That's how I know Emritz. Emritz is <laughs> amazing because we work side by side for many years. Yes.
1: Um. But yeah, no, running a venue is it's hard and it's it's thankless and it's 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 just difficult. Like, and it's a different yes. type of work than what. Um, than I then I think that you like wanted to get out of having this thing. Right, yeah. I mean, you're
0: a creative person who has your own visions and own, you
3: know. Yeah, and you want to not, wanna not about- be that person that's just waiting to get people out of your space because right. you can clean up all of their vomit, you know, like that's just sometimes <laughs> yeah. some things that happen. Yeah, also social events social events well when Worst. we first had the space we started renting it out and we rented out for parties and it was bad because the parties we had our fr- a frat party I think I told you yes. the story yeah. yeah, we had a frat party in our space we had like a legit keg a legit jungle juice bin <laughs> oh, it Lord. wasn't a keg yeah. it was like they came in carrying a bin like of a like a trash of, can of yes of juice and it was just... Like, I just felt like a little queasy Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing that. Already. And they broke my toilet and they, like, threw up inside the... You know? uh, yeah. It was just, like, all the bad things. This is, this is a little... What I'm gonna say, but this is this is the good uh, metaphor for how I felt about it. It was our first event and it was, like, MySpace was like a virgin... You know, mm-hmm. yeah. virgin venue Who and she, defiled by and frat boys. she got gangbanged <laughs> by a thousand frat boys and I had to see her the next morning and I didn't see my venue the same way and you way. couldn't make
0: eye contact with her I couldn't for weeks. I could barely Geeks.
3: I could barely look You're at like, her girl, girl I was like girl you are so worn down <laughs> I Tore can't up. even. Tore from up. the floor. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I
3: felt so sad about it. So wow. we're not doing that anymore.
0: That sounds like a good decision. Yes. But.
3: Yes. Well,
1: yeah, so it's, this, this sounds really interesting, actually, that it, there's like a there, like creative fulfillment part to it, like that you built, like, built a pod for a we person. We built to... a
3: pod for a thing, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we want to do more things like that in the space. Um, so we're open to suggestions, just throwing it out there, mm-hmm. to yep. things that could happen in the space because... We don't. I think we work a lot to try to make maintain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a lot of projects, so actually having having somebody come in with something creative would be good.
1: Well, and I like. I think maybe the direction to go is just going off of this is like the installation side versus like events that are like fixed, you know, at like three hour, like you know, yeah, one and you done. You guys did
3: a great job. I'm going to say an oh, Andrew yeah. hosted a beautiful thing in my space. <laughs> you were generous to donate generous. your space. Yeah. It was very beautiful. Um, even though I think someone tried to sell crack during someone the Someone did try someone
0: to sell crack. So. Yes, yes. That
1: was a fact. That was a thing that actually happened. And, <laughs> you,
0: and eagle eye Nikki was like, was like was these like people right are
1: selling crack can, think, we can we get them to can go can we make them go because I think <laughs>
0: because you know, meanwhile I'm um, Amrinda and I are like do
1: do, do like, yeah. yeah you guys so are like, really welcoming do, do. to and the then, crack then, callers and that's like, you need yeah. to go this yeah. needs to not happen that's really, and I, and I was nice like nice oh, you guys, so. I'm so glad we have like a, a jaded New Yorker among us among who like actually sees things for what they
0: are well I gotta say I've worked with you for a few things and I think one of your greatest qualities it's like so I'm impressed every time I work with you and see the way you take command of like situations that need need that yeah. and like you just do it so efficiently and so effectively and just like Thank you. you know move those people on or you get someone an answer quickly or you're like you know you, but you work... can be
1: very st- like, like you know straightforward yes. and like you know and you work direct. in the industry with a
0: lot of men who you know have yeah. worked in it for years with only other men and you occupy a position where you have power and people sometimes look you know I see, I've seen people like so literally look over you and for you just to like stand up a little taller and be like um excuse me I'm,
3: <laughs> oh yeah no I'm right here and I'm the I'm only a, person no, no I, so, so yeah. Yeah, you actually Talks told here. me the
1: story that, yeah he told me the story that he was I guess when when he we, you were doing the prep for this the Staten a conference, conference yeah yeah um that he was in this, he told he like came back after this day and was like, yeah. I have to tell you this story. It was really great, and it was just something about like um, there was some altercation that happened, and I don't even recall what the details of it were, but essentially that's what that's what happened is that this guy was like trying was like all angry and then like really looking for like a man to talk to, and that she, and he was like Nikki just literally went and put her face right in his yeah. face and was like, hi, because she
0: walked out and you're like, hi, I'm Nikki, my, I have the space, this is my space, and then he was still like talking to someone else and you just like put your face in and you said again like hi I'm, well, I'm the opportunity to talk to it's
3: amazing it's amazing to me this is going to be feminist rant yeah. it's <laughs> amazing to me how men completely look around women and they uh-huh. assume that there's some other guy that they there answer to there must be to. a bigger like, the bug, there must be somebody can't stop here it can't there, stop yeah, with her There has to be somebody else I can talk to because yeah. you know this is terrifying to talk to somebody who's a woman and who is I don't know I don't I don't personally get the psychology of mine and it's just huge misogynism I don't I don't yeah I don't know what it is but it's often that I have to do that actually what happened on one of my last projects and I'm it's not hard gonna- I think
1: that's a learned skill though like I feel like I still have to learn that especially especially because like I'm, you know, when I'm taking on roles that involve more of being, like, a technical director, like, it's one thing to kind of do other roles, but then roles where it's, like, either, you know, more, like, expected for a man to be in that role, or that you have, that you are in a managerial role over, like, older men. Yes. That, like, I, I still am sort of learning the ropes of, like, really, like... Being like, no, hi, you can talk to me about it. Yeah. You
3: know, it took a long time though. It wasn't an immediate thing that I felt that I. When I started at our job, mm-hmm. um, I was managing guys, and they would they took advantage of me all the time. They would just completely not listen to me. And our old boss was like, "You're the one in charge. Mm-hmm. You tell, tell them. them <laughs> tell them you're in charge. Like, it, I was. It it helps to have somebody to empower you yeah. to do it. And I encounter it all the time, but it makes me so angry that part of that anger they're just like being ignored anger that just fuels me to be like excuse me can you I'm sorry but you can't do that and then just you know telling it like it is and seeing the fear on their faces (laughs) while they know that like I'm basically telling them what needs to happen and then they're very scared of me but also kind of think like they're trying to soften it and oh isn't she cuz if you're at all like attractive to men in any particular way in this field as well if you wear makeup or if you Oh, it's, it,
1: it ends up being a detriment to well, your Well, there's two ways you can go. They're sometimes.
3: sort of, they're confused more because they want to, like, they're terrified. I like I like terrifying them. I, she can I'm, be see,
0: pretty and competent. Yeah, I'm, see,
1: that's I'm, how I take it, but I really like that you've taken it in a, in a way that's like, this is a tool for power. It is, though. Because, like, for me, I, I get just frustrated because I'm like, oh, so I can't, like, wear makeup and also, like...
3: Understand like anything about anything. Confuse them with their attraction to you. They're confused (laughs) because they're attracted to you, and you're also telling them what to do, and that makes them excited. (laughs) It's true. You can see the confusion. It's lot. It's a lot of. I mean, I've I've because I've been working with men for such a long time. So I and I. I don't know if I prefer it. I don't think I work with a lot of women, so I don't know mm-hmm. from that. When I do, it's much easier, I think. But I work in a technical field, so you have to... I, I just get very angry about the last... I was going to tell a story about... on um, the last show I did, there was a tech guy who was just being a huge dick who wasn't doing his job, and... Um, I don't know if I can say dick. I'm gonna curse a little bit. No, um, that's it's yeah. There's there are no problems. Okay. All right, good. We are not regulated by the SEC. everything. You. Say everything. Say everything. Um, there was a guy who was a huge dick, and he just was he. Was working on the event as a technician, but wanted a ticket to the event as well, which just for future reference, if anyone ever tries to get a ticket to the event. Raises flags. Raises flags. Says, why would they need a ticket if they're working the event? They're obviously not going to actually work. They're just going to go to the event, which is what happened. Right. Um, and when we called him on it, he stole a bunch of like equipment and cables and held it ransom and basically like blackmailed us That's for it. absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. But what was worse was that we were all, we were trying to basically kick him off the The campus we were on. And it was myself and the CFO, who's a very strong lesbian, like a very angry, strong South American lesbian, and myself and this one marketing dude who, like, doesn't have do anything to do with anything, he just wanted to be part of it. He, yeah. He, he, was he was a drama He was no, into he the was, drama. he was just he like, I want to help this situation. And the tech dude ended up only talking to that guy. And yeah. that guy was like, I have nothing to like, do with this. Like, I have no this. power here. <laughs> I have no power. You should be talking to those two ladies. And he pushed us out of his fate. Like, he's like, I'm not talking to... Either one of you and I lost my shit. I got so mad. I went to his staff and I said, "Like, look, this guy's getting escorted off the property. What's your allegiance to?" Them? But while I was telling the story, I was so angry that I actually like busted out in like tears of just like general rage, rage yeah. that I had to put my sunglasses on while I was telling them that. Okay, that makes it so
1: much more badass. I'm like, I, I, I that's had amazing. To. Like, I'm actually kind of picturing you a little
3: bit like Ab Fab with sunglasses on and like a cigarette in your hand.
1: You're like, listen, I'm the boss now. Listen, I'm,
3: I'm kicking, I'm <laughs> escorting your boss off the property and I had to put my, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I have to put my sunglasses on because this is the fucking worst. wow, yeah. That's so amazing. that's just, but I was so angry that like, you can just disregard somebody just because
1: yeah, um, so I so we should this was all be on the
3: same plane, guys. And this is right. something
1: that, like, I that we, well, you and I've talked about, but like, that I, I, w- I want to like give a little primer to like, um, like p- sympathetic, uh, like colleagues and stuff like that. So, like, men who like get it and, um, and you know and also like this this works the same way for race and for gender but like when somebody defers to like my to a male colleague like i want to give them like a little like heads up that's like look i know that you understand the hierarchy here and that you're like on my we're on the same team not that you're on my side you know we're on the same team Mm -hmm. so like it should be like even if you know the answer to the question You should still defer back it's like say ask the person who's in charge you know what i mean so like that's something that men do sometimes do for me like when i'm working with them that i find very helpful which is like if if like they somebody like goes over my head and to ask like a man about a question for him to be like the they know the answer but they're like please go
3: ask like the person that was my church. that was that was that's really great that feels really it great, feels yeah. really great. Like, it doesn't go, always happen but. but I but I love that when when some when my crew guys or some guys that I'm working with like they ask they go ask them a question and they're like well she's the boss I don't know why you're asking me right yeah to be honest they don't want to deal with it anyway yeah so well depending uh, yeah. on the guy obviously depending on the on the on how evolved person is because definitely there are windbags out there who will take up the mantle oh uh, yeah <laughs> um, I've
1: worked and, with plenty of of both of the, both yes. the, more so the windbag variety yes. Um, but then it is really refreshing when someone is like
3: actually like I'm not in charge yeah. and I don't even want to be in charge for that matter and then, well. and then tail between their legs the guy who's asking the question like comes up Slinks to you over yeah. and is yeah. like mm-hmm. I guess here's the thing and it's like oh and you answer it really efficiently and then some and they're shocked the look yeah. on their face they're taken aback by you having information that then helps them. Like, they didn't think that you would know right. anything. Right. And that's also my favorite, because it's just its like yum <laughs> yum. look of surprise. It's like Louis CK, likes, <laughs> he does this whole bit like yum yum. Like He just like likes to say things that are like, what was the thing? He just, there is a whole, it doesn't matter. But basically, him getting revenge on people makes him very excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, like, delicious.
3: And I feel the same way about it when, you know. Anything.
0: I had a moment when I was working your event, actually, with Melina. Um, when we were troubleshooting something and there was no answer to it. It just required someone else to make the decision who was higher than us. So we went to, um, I don't know, production manager? Yeah. Claire? um, Claire, she's great. I love her. I love Claire. uh, Claire walked over to us and I I said like, oh, we have this problem. And then I said like, "Uh, Melina thinks maybe we can do this. And I said the thing. And then Melina says, and she's great. And she was like, that's not what I said. I said this thing and then and what I said and what she said were two were two different things I had thought that I had like summarized because I already had Claire's attention right I just went ahead and said what I thought Melina had said right but Melina had the wherewithal and the strength to be like no that's not what I said and she didn't say it in anger it was like we she's great she didn't say she's like no that's not what I said Blah blah blah, and then it gave me a chance. After like Claire walked away, I was like, "You're right. That wasn't what you said at all." And like there, was, it was no fight or anything. It was oh. like I just that was just like a moment when I should I should have just like Melina, D- deferred like, just to deferred to, to Melina. I don't know why I like I I felt this like mo, like Oh Claire's here and she has a thousand things to do, and then I just I was I started talking without thinking, yeah. and it wouldn't have taken less than a second just to let you start, you know. And it was like a moment where it wasn't even that I was talking down to anyone but it was a moment where there was like I was the only man in this situation and I just didn't say just reset someone's words and got it all fucked up yeah and I was lucky enough to have two people who I really enjoyed working with, and and a Melina who is like willing to say like that's not what I said. Well,
3: that's I mean a lot of women though don't say I mean that's the whole other thing about the orgasm form just to just to shoot back. Yes, Leslie, it's (laughs) it's just bring it back. Just to bring it back. No, but a lot of women don't say what they want or clarify what they mean because they don't feel like they can, and that's that's an issue anyway. That's just and that's part of the reason why. Leadership stuff is tricky for ladies because it's like we have to be really, really hyper clear, and which like
1: fights against all of our inborn well, training. <laughs> I think I
3: think we we want to be, but it's just you know there's a lot of ways to think about situations. There's a lot of ways, and you have to sort of mold. I think women are good managers actually because they we all mold. We're people pleasers ultimately, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and we, well, I think that's that's like totally through. Conditioning. Conditioning. I think it is. I don't think we (laughs) all are by nature. I think I am not through conditioning. Mm. Whatever, because I. Well, but I think there
1: are. Yeah, I think that that there are people certainly who are people pleasers, both men and women, naturally. But I think women are are conditioned to
0: be. You learn how to navigate through a world that you have to survive in, and women have learned how to navigate that world. And
3: so many apologies. Like we apologize for for everything. everything all the time. Like immediately, you know, and it's, and I see myself doing it and it's just to be polite. It's just sometimes easier. Mm-hmm. It's not always like, I'm sorry about it, but it's just makes things easier. And yeah. it's just figuring out like what, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I think the people pleaser thing does make us good though. Cause it makes us intuitive about the people we're talking to. Yeah. It makes us think about the people we're managing and talking to. Well, that's
1: an interesting way of looking about at it is that like from an empathy
3: Yeah. An empathy perspective. Yeah. I kind of like that. I mean, I definitely get angry, but I also get empathetic because it's like this person needs help or doesn't understand something or doesn't know what to do and doesn't know who to talk to and is confused so I'm gonna help them <laughs> and I'm gonna use a voice that's maybe a little patronizing <laughs> that's my favorite one it's like okay so this is what we're gonna do like just figuring it's gonna it be out okay it's gonna yeah. be fine like this is the best thing that we should do and he's like what if we do then it's like no we're gonna do this
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are the favorite what are your favorite things what, what do you like best about what you do
3: Ugh. um i'm going through a little like crisis of conscience because it's been it's been a it's been a <laughs> tough yeah. year of projects. Well, but I think
1: that's like the kind of the perfect time to reflect on like what is it that's like serving me about this and what is it that's yeah. not. Yeah. Well
3: yes, I think so. And so I'm taking a little bit of stock in this. I what I like about I mean there's a lot of producers out there. For those that don't know and they want to enter the producer <laughs> that, the producer world. There's it's a such lot of, a broad term. It's such yeah. a broad term, but for in events there's some producers that just make their nut on like three events a year and they make their salaries and they do it by themselves and that's it. I could do that, but I choose to work with people that I know and I like who are professionals. Um, the issue is that you have to be really, what I like is when that team is in harmony. When I bring on a team of people, now I don't just bring on my friends. All my friends happen to work in the same industry nice. as me. Like, yes, I'm friends with them and I like them. And I don't think that's a detriment. I think you, you have to be friends with the people you work with, otherwise it doesn't work. Really. Especially
1: in events because you spend... You spend
3: so much different- time with them. You spend so <laughs> much yeah. yeah. time yeah. with them. I mean, you don't have yeah. to be close, but it helps that you like each other. It helps that everybody right. likes each other. And and
0: you have the same approach to the work.
3: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think what I like about it is you have the ability to foster a good environment. Yeah. And you have the ability to, to kind of condition your environment and say, this is how I want it to be. This is how this world is going to be. And that's only because I guess I'm I'm one of the leads in that, but also just in general, I think the workforce is really shitty, and I think people aren't <laughs> always treated that well. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't. You're get You're not going to any- get any <laughs> argument <laughs> on that from this. Yeah. End. And I think that doesn't get anybody anywhere. I think that makes for a bad product or a bad experience, and so I try to foster positivity when I work. Um, and when I do that well, and when everyone feels good about it, it's great. Um, so that's something I like about the work, and that. It's such a stressful job, in in that there's so much riding on all the projects that are happening. There's so much, and money. it happens
0: in real time.
3: And it happens live, and it happens intensely. And you have the ability to be able to make it happen. And you can work. You, I mean, it's hard work because sometimes pulling it all together does. It's just, it's just like lifting a fucking boulder. <laughs> yes. It's just like a, yeah. a boulder, a boulder up a hill. But then you just get creamed by it, and you just like fucking raise it over your head, <laughs> and you keep on going. Is sometimes the project, um, and that kind of challenge I think is interesting. Um, we are doing a bunch of other things. Like I would do so many random stuff. Like I did a storefront last week, and I had I like launched a hot air balloon like three weeks ago for something else. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. super random. I was in Comic Con like earlier. It's like there's just it's random the stuff that we end up doing, which I like, um, which is why we expanded to the shop. Um, so it's like the variation of. I and like that. Things? I have no or... idea what kind of project I'm gonna be doing and what kind of weird. Like we got, we're up for like making a cat structure that like you can <laughs> walk inside of, and the cat, Shh. and the don't tell anybody. You can edit that part out. Yeah. Edit, but this is a good part that you can look up and the cats are like walking on top of you. <laughs> Oh, so there's literal cats. Like, See, I was no, I was confused about no, what you were it's talking literal, about. Like that's listen. actually a project. Like cats will be walking on top. You know of what? You. You've done a, f- a number of cat things. Yeah, you, you you did, did a, a cat, cat fashion, fashion show? show. I'm in with some people that work with cats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you like? I got a guy. I got I
0: got a lady who <laughs> like has some <laughs> cats. I have a a literal cat lady. <laughs> a
3: literal cat lady who <laughs> works with cats and does things with cats all the time. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. I think the best thing about it is like it's sort of the live aspect of it, and that you all got in like. Pull yourself together to make it happen, and the show must go on, kind of concept, which is what I've always liked about working. Yeah. Um, Well, that comes from your like theater background. Theater background. Well, it's important because yeah, because it has to. Because what happens? It's just there's no option. Yeah. Um, And the team being really good, like the fact I can curate a team of people is good. It can also be bad because if you don't go with your intuition. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, <laughs> you always go with your intuition because yeah. if you don't think somebody's good or something's a good situation, you're usually right. You're almost yeah. always right,
1: and then it's gonna play out in like the biggest
3: it possible plays yeah. stage. In the worst way yeah. you could possibly. Yeah. Imagine.
0: But generally, you do put together a really good team. The other people I work with that consistently you guys, on your like, rounds oh, are like these, all great. I really, I really enjoy working with them. They're yeah. so bright and like capable and like yeah
3: and that's the idea that it's a positive sort of work environment and that people feel good about the work that's happening and that's that's the my favorite part of it and also i guess just like creating cultivating that not just for employees but also for attendees and for my client and just getting them to chill out and be like mm-hmm. relaxed or realize <laughs> yeah things yeah. are going well like it's actually gonna happen and like it's, it's happening happen and, it's and it's happening and it's fine like I know that's, that's the nice biggest moment.
0: part of the the, the job it's that a I noticed lot of
3: babysitting a and lot
0: like, of managing oh someone like, else's anxiety
3: like this and being well like, like, you've done events <laughs> and I've produced events like actually like doing the event and, and getting the people to come and promoting it yeah it's very intense it's very stressful. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to Until gonna it's up. happening, Until you it's have happening. no idea. Even you know, when it's happening yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. you have no idea. And the only people that aren't stressed out are the ones that are backed by giant companies and they really don't have a stake in it unless yeah. they get fired. But yeah. I work a lot with clients who are putting their own self on the line for these projects and they really believe in them. And so, you know, it's just very heavily scrutinized. Well, and that's also,
1: it makes it a lot more emotional. Like yes. if it's somebody who feels like it's their own, oh my god, their own back it's on the hugely, line. Like,
3: it's hugely yeah. emotional, yeah. and you have to be. And empathy is really important in work, I think, and it's missed, but it's very important because every because it's you have to be sympathetic to what people are going through. Well, so
1: I I feel like this is a really interesting like line that we're going to because like one thing we were we were thinking about asking you or talking more about is like you know what when you're approaching a project like whether it's like an event or whatever project it's like what are the like essential things that 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 people that you need to think about in order to make it successful and like I guess you know if I were going to try to answer that question I might go more towards like a very like like a cold logistical direction. But like what everything that you've said so far is that the the keys to making things go successfully are following your intuition Mm -hmm. and empathy. So these are like much more of like kind of the squishier side of things versus, you know what I mean? And, And people. And people, it's like people oriented versus yeah. like logistically oriented, which is a, n- not what I would have expected, I guess.
3: Really? That's interesting. Well, the logistics of any project you're working on are gonna be different every single time. Right. Like, and you don't get to control that. You come in and you're like, what is happening? what the fuck is this thing? What's this schedule? Like, how did you curate this? How did like, you come up with like, this? Did you <laughs> why did you think this, was possible? You think this was possible? <laughs> who thought, know, this was who thought this was a good idea? Who thought this was a good idea? I guess this is what it is. So you get this project. <laughs> so it's not, I mean, it's like if I was just coming up with the concept for whatever it was, it would be logistical maybe because I would be able to speak to that more. But you come into it having to figure out somebody else's vision for something and you have to then be empathetic to what their concerns are. Like their first concerns, because their first concerns are the things they're going to attack you with. Like yeah, and then figure help them feel better about that, and then say, okay, this is what we're going to do next. This is, and we're going to bring in this person to take care of this, and you start filling out what the team looks like or what the project is going to be filled with, and how much support you can give, and the intuition comes in, and that if you feel like you need to do something you should make sure you do that thing because if you try to cut back because somebody else wants, you know, because of budget or because of whatever, it ends up screwing you in the end. So intuition is really important because if you don't have enough people or you don't have the staff that you need and you're trying to choke, you're trying to fill out this whole Blood from a stone, I think is the phrase for that. Yeah, then it doesn't end up working out. So empathy and people are really important because the people that you bring on are going to save the whole thing and you have to be aware. Absolutely. You have to be aware of their abilities and what they like to do and what their strengths are and that's being a good i mean that's just being a manager just like i'm gonna bring in this person who's gonna do a really good job there's
1: certain there's a certain element to like it being really hard when like the buck does stop with you like i don't like i don't really like um you know being a cog in the wheel at a a job which is why like neither of us have like real jobs anymore (laughs) um and that's why like being a freelancer works for me but um but at the, on the other other side of things like it is hard when it's like you are the last
3: line you yes. know? yeah <laughs> yeah well we experienced that at our job too yeah. like when our when our technicians would act out you know or like whose fault is that it becomes your fault it becomes your fault because you're their manager yeah right. and it goes back to, and so that's that really that blows a mm-hmm. lot yeah and, you know People are the worst, sometimes, guys. <laughs> people that's are the the people worst. Yeah, but a
0: worse manager blames the blames the people instead no, of taking responsibility. No, they can't blame and the that's... people
3: because you because you hired them. You know, like I've hired some very toxic people, and like I knew that they were, and then guess what? They were, and then I <laughs> and then it's and live then and you learn. learned and then your, your lesson, like, and then you never learned again. your lesson, yeah. and you're like, I should always trust my instinct on what this is because yeah. there's a reason why it exists; it's to protect you from yeah. shitty situations. <sighs> Anyway, guys, yeah, so much work talk. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. Well, actually, I wanted to. I want to take a quick break. Yeah, let's take a quick I'm break. Warm, actually, okay. I want to open a
3: window and get <laughs> it's it. It's November and seventy two it's in so New York hot yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah, but I do
1: want to talk about New York, actually. Let's yeah, we're gonna come back. Talk about, about, New New back. Let's we're talk about you, your life right. in New York. All right, guys.